have the music, we have the sunshine, it is mid-July, so hey, that means the Fringe. Welcome to Hewitt Home. Again, we're on location at the Cube. It is going to be the hotbed for entertainment, food, and drink for 12 days. We are back in full force. We'll have more on the festival, how many shows, where to go, and of course the usual Fringers that have their shows to plug just for you. So don't go away. Hugh at Home returns right after this. I can hear the music in the background. We've got a crowd. We're at the Cube. And of course we've got sirens because this is Winnipeg. But Chuck, it is so good to see you in person and I cannot believe it. We're finally back. Well, it's great to have you back as well, and it's amazing. I'm just so excited that we're back in person after three very long, stressful years, not just for the Fringe, but for all the amazing events and festivals in Manitoba. Okay, so let's go back, because it was a whole huge learning curve for everybody, uh, not only for yourself, but for the artists and the audience. What were some of the hurdles, and what are some of the things that you have taken out of COVID? Yeah. and into what you've planned this year. Well, you know, artistically speaking, shifting to a digital format as a festival producer as well as live theater performing artists, that's a huge learning curve if you do. have never looked into those skill sets before. So we put on two digital fringes the last two years. I think we did a great job, but it was a lot of work learning how to do live streaming and all that kind of work. So, But it was also positive for some of the artists. It allowed them the opportunity to think about how they can share their art in different formats and whether they can use that down the road. So this year, we don't really have, there are some artists that are still doing live streaming and doing some digital work as part of their productions. I think next year, it'll be even more so. I think right now, people just want to get back into a theater, share their stories with an audience in a darkened room, and get that response back. No doubt. Okay, so of course, what is new, what is coming back, and how many shows can we see? Well, this year we have 112 indoor shows from Manitoba across Canada and around the world. Artists still came from Japan, Germany, Australia, US, UK. So lots to choose from. A, few, a fewer number than, than our pastures. We'd normally be at 175. But we have four venues weren't available to this, us this year, and some artists still didn't want to take the chance of touring because they had to plan in December, January, and February and risk their time and money putting a show together when they didn't know what the rules would be regarding COVID or travel or all those kinds of things. So we're just excited to have 112 companies here that Fringers can take part in, and there's some big hits that you've seen every year, Goddess Scottish Drag Queen, things like that, local improv groups. But for me, the most exciting part is discovering that next big hit, those breakout artists that are new. And do you think that's changed since COVID too, on what that next breakout artist is? I don't know, that's a good question. We'll find out. Because people have been using this time to come up with some creative new ways to tell stories. And so I think it's gonna be very interesting for audience members to figure out what's happening out there in the world of indie theater. Okay, and we can't forget the Kids Fringe. And I just noticed too that you've kind of changed the venues. Yeah between the, I guess this will be the adult location. Well, Old Market Square used to include Kids Fringe, and it was a small area, as you know, and kids were playing on cobblestone. So we thought, let's move them to uh, Stephen Juba Park, which is about two blocks away. It's about four times as big, there's grass, there's shade, lots of room for them to have fun and be entertained. But it's also because as we were planning with COVID, we didn't know if we wanted to isolate that group that might not be accessible to COVID vaccinations get them in their own little area where they can still be safe and have fun. So I think it's a positive both ways. Yeah. And what has been the reception? Like you've heard from the performers. Have you heard from, you know, diehard fringe fans? What what are people thinking? 
well, from the performers, again, as we got closer and closer, the excitement built because they realized it's actually going to happen this time after three years. So they were so excited, those that committed to coming. And now they just can't wait. Our, our volunteers, I mean, they are also chomping at the bit to support what I think is probably their favorite fringe, the summer festival. And so their enthusiasm and excitement has also been building, and they're just so happy to be back. And of course, fringers, you know, they like to see not just one or two shows. Our core fringers see 10, 20, 30 shows sometimes. You know how it is. And so we've heard all of our frequent fringer past buyers just so excited that they can get out there and fringe like crazy again. Okay, and so is there any change up onto like you know shopping online, so to speak, on your on your shows and any kind of different things? I guess becoming out of COVID. Yeah, we did a few different things this year. For example, all the tickets available for all the performances are it's 100% available this year. We would normally hold a few set aside for at the door sales, but again, early in COVID, you know, reducing lineups paperless ticketing and things like that. So we decided to go to 100% of the tickets available in advance, which is new. So if there's a hot show and you want to see it, you better buy early because it'll likely sell out. No more door tickets. Okay, no more at the door tickets, folks. So well, unless it's, If it's not sold out, they'll be available at the door. But if it's a popular show, you better buy early. Oh, Chuck, for yourself, how many years have you been doing this? Sure. Well, this is, I've been back since 2008 as the executive producer, but I also worked for The Fringe from 94 to 98 as the second in command, the festival manager. And do the math. Yeah. A long time. A long time. I was fortunate enough to actually be a stage manager in the second year in 1989 for the Black Hole Theater production. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this is going to be pretty special for you, I think. You know, I love The Fringe. I got hooked on theater when I went to, to school, university, and getting the job at The Fringe really just you know, stoke that fire. And I have been part of the Fringe family ever since, and I can't see myself doing anything else. I put on a party. It's the best party in town. <laughs> there you go, folks. If you want a party, just call Chuck. Now, enjoy the Fringe. Congratulations. I think it's going to be a stellar opening weekend, and so good to be back. Me too, and I hope you and all your, your followers uh, uh, come out and have a fantastic time, even if they're first-timers, come out and sample it. Okay. Thank you so much, Chuck. Thank you. Track Reviews is back with <laughs> Fast Track Reviews is back to the fringe this year after two long years and we just saw DD Improv. I I know that you were throwing to me there to say something. <laughs> I thought you And were... you cut me off! I was being casual! It can't be too long. It was really fun, that's all you have to know. Alright, <sighs> ready? Fast Track Reviews is back to the Fringe after two long years, and we just saw D&D Improv. Guys, we got a map. It was really cool. Go check it out. Ten days each day continues the story, so we'll be back next week. Yeah, for an update. To check in with and our... And see what Diedrich and Stitcher are. With <laughs> our heroes who just, spoiler alert, killed the Goblin King. They also took a troll's face, so... Some flesh. <laughs> Might cut that out. Bye! <laughs> Go watch it.
So this man has been born ready, born ready to perform just for you. So Winnipeg, please welcome Ira and Spec Theatre. Did I do that right, Ira? You, you win. You win all the cookies. Oh, I am blessed. All right, sir. This is all about you. Tell us about who you are and Mr. Coffeehead. Oh, hello everyone. Hello Winnipeg. What is the what what? My name is Stanzik and I like bicycles. Mr. Coffeehead is a foot-fueled slapstick tragedy about bikepacking, dreaming big, and giving up in your 30s. It's about pace over pro it's about process over product. Like little kids when they make art, they just make art. They don't think about, oh, can I sell this to the Guggenheim? No, they think, oh, I'm just having fun making art. So it's finding that love of making art. It's my first solo show in 15 years and it was nominated for Outstanding uh, Clown Show in Montreal and as you know Montreal just for laughs so it's got to be funny at least to like five people and uh, it's full of puppets, original music that I wrote and it's a completely new show except for you know performing in Montreal once and, and I'm under this mask I'm Ira, and I'm with Spec Theatre, which has been around since 2014 by now. Wow. So is this kind of a story about you? Yeah, it's about me, and it's about, uh, it's about how I wanted to give up making art, because it's very hard when, you know, we're always uh, told, like, make something of yourself. That's a common, common thing, you know. Parents are in the back of our heads going, make something out of yourself. And making something of yourself sometimes involves money, usually involves money, and art doesn't always involve that. So sometimes it's very hard uh, to continue to make art. So I wanted to give up making theater, but then Fringe happened and here I am and I'm enjoying myself so much being on stage again after so long. Wow, so yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about to you, Ira, personally, yes. as a performer, being able to come to the Fringe now and have the freedom to be back and not only the freedom to be back on stage, but the freedom to meet the audience again. What is that going to be like for you? Ooh, it's so nice. It's so nice to meet people. It's so nice to like see people's faces and um, and, and 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 see them excited to be at Fringe. And there's just so many um, wonderful and 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 having people wanting to listen to you is such a great thing i mean that, that's what all theater performers really want i mean if we boil it down we just want to be listened to and tell a story that maybe relates to people and it's been so far i've, I've only been walking around for like an hour and i've had so much love just so much outpouring of love, like hoover's dam's worth of gushing love like just overflowing and it's just been beautiful and that's fringe that's just fringe people uh you know um at the fringes of many different things all coming together at some sort of like cornerstone and meeting and just love yeah that's what art is love it's finding that love and through all of this too and you know you, you said this is an original play yeah. have things inspired you over the last two years and maybe have you taken a different look at how you approach your material yeah um, I try to make it much more accessible um, I try to uh, I try as best to boil down the language so that more theater people can see theater because theater right now there's a lot of barriers in theaters like it's in a building uh, it's uh, it can be expensive 
and it uh, it uh, isn't accessible to everyone, and, and it's theater is for theater people. But the great thing about Fringe is that Fringe is kind of outside of that box, and I want to explore more of how I can be more of a community player in both my own city, but also around. So that's kind of part of the exploration of this work. Um, maybe not to the fullest extent, but it's my kind of start on that journey. And it's and again, life is a, a process, like just like this show. You're you're going to die with half a book finished. It's just going to happen. We're not going to be able to watch all the movies we want, or all watch or read all the books we ever want to watch. And so it's really focusing on like the process and and having people connect with something that they they can see. Yes, it's a show about me, as mentioned, but it's also a show about just like making art and 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 making making love and all of those things kind of together this is my love child oh and i heard too that you've extended your love for theater to actually volunteer at another festival oh yeah so in, in montreal they had a, like a shortage of staff so i all of us actually it wasn't just me uh, i don't want to be like a martyr it was a lot of us who uh stepped up and volunteered uh to really help out montreal fringe um and also selfishly you know i'm walking around with the sign and promoting myself but it was also a lot of fun it was also a lot of fun to rove from the different venues montreal is a very different fringe it's not this big um but it was just lovely to see another city's fringe and how they do it and and volunteering i mean art doing art is volunteer you know you don't get paid per the hour to do these shows you're volunteering constantly so it's not really any different it's help it's helping each other out and i hope that's something that actually talking about what happened over the past two years hopefully that's something that has come out within art is that we're more collegial with each other we want to work with each other we want to volunteer with each other we want to make art with new art makers rather than somebody who necessarily has five stars that we just reach out and we really promote that community aspect of theater making so I want to ask you, as I was listening to you talk, do you think the fringe is going to be the new way for us as the audience to consume? So we're not sitting in a big, huge theater anymore of, you know, 2,500 strangers. Yeah. I can sit in maybe a smaller venue, yes, with 10 or 15. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a new thing since it's been around since, uh, the, since the 40s. Um, uh, but I think it's going to be a constant thing where where you can there is no failure at fringe there's there's experimentation you can be as wacky as ever and it's still it's still like you can't bash you can't break the norms of fringe because the norms of fringe have already pushed the box out so I think I hope that that in, in it continues to influence people to just to really be themselves, to, to, to find whatever they love, and if it doesn't fit into the box, the categorical box that the world has determined uh, need, that, uh, they, that they need to fit in, that they're just like, the hell with this box. I'm, I don't need a, a box at all. I, I, I want a circle. I want a, I want a different shape. I, I, you know, I want something else. I, wanna, I, I want something that's shaped like a platypus. That's what I want to be contained in. I'm a platypus, and that is accepted at Fringe, and I hope that emanates throughout the world. Well, there you go. Go. Ira has spoken to the world. So, Mr. Coffeehead, what venue are you going to be at? I'm at Venue 19 out at Circle Moliere Theatre on Provencier, which I'm probably butchering the language of. We've got Estella's out there, and we've got two bars. So, and it's in St. Boniface, which is so beautiful. I've never, I've never been there before, so that's really beautiful. Uh, so, there you go. They put you in the best spot. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Ira. Yeah.
Welcome back to another Fast Track Review, and we just saw Family Dinner. Sorry, I'm taking off my seatbelt so it doesn't look as bad. Yeah, starring Jaden Palmer, Riley Paul, and Spencer Adams. Did I get all their names right? We will double check. We didn't know what to expect because we've seen them all work with folks before in short films. And this is the first time we've seen them do sketch comedy. Yeah, you guys should check out Folks Films. They did a lot of work for this Fringe show. Shameless plug. Yeah, it was it was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. They're at Wee Johnny's on McDermott. Multiple comedy. skits, video skits, great use of technology and in-person. It's a great crowd, great atmosphere. Yeah. Highly recommend. Play D&D with your mom. <laughs> you don't put that in though, for real though. Hey, Rebecca, what would you rate this Fringe show out of 10? Ooh, I don't like rating things. <laughs> what, what would you rate it? Off camera. You can't do that. You, I asked you. Okay, go again. I'm ready. I'm ready. Rebecca. Charlie. What would you rate the show out of 10? I would rate Family Dinner a solid 9.5 out of 10 stars. Great venue, great laughs, great jokes, great people, great comedy. There's still time left to catch the show. They have a few more shows, so it's still time. Don't be late for Family Dinner. If you miss this year's Fringe, there's always next year, so make sure you get your tickets early and follow Winnipeg Fringe on Instagram and they have a website, so keep yourself posted. At I like you on Instagram for more short Fringe reviews and hopefully more in the future. See ya. This is breaking news on Hugh at Home. We have a question from Ira here, a performer at the Fringe that he would like to ask to mayoral candidate Rana Bakari. Ira, go ahead. I have a very serious question for you, okay? Okay, so there is the word art, and then there is the word fart. What is the connection between the two? Please tell me. <laughs> is this a real life question? Um, maybe the sound could be seen as artistic? <laughs> I agree with you, yes. They're both, um, they're both uh, catharsis, but actually a serious question. Um, Asmir, um, how do you see the arts improving in this city? I mean, you've already got a beautiful fringe. What is the next step for arts in Winnipeg? Uh, it's empowering people like yourself. It's empowering artists. It's making sure that we're creating the venues and the spaces for you guys to do your art. Right, and whether that's um, things like the Fringe or whether that's street festivals, continuing on with that, whether it's the art gallery, uh, you know, because art also has a really deep connection to tourism. Winnipeg is known for these things, so it is also, um, other than being a community focused piece where we all come together and, you know, as a community and enjoy ourselves and meet, but it's also uh, a very important tourism piece to show people what Winnipeg is, uh, to celebrate your art across the country and, you know, lift up Manitoban artists who are doing great things like you are. So that's my answer for that. I wow, that's a very good question. Can I ask one more question? One, one more? Okay, okay, cool. I'm new to Winnipeg. It's, it's my family's from here. Hello, family. But also, uh, I've eaten a bunch of very Winnipeg central food. I've eaten. I've, I'm I, on my list is a fat boy. I've eaten a schmoo tort. I've eaten an imperial cookie. I've eaten those cinnamon buns from uh, Prairie. Uh, and uh, I've heard I have to have a goog ice cream. I believe it's on the DIA or b over the bridge. What else is something I should eat while my time is in Winnipeg? The Feast Cafe. The Feast Cafe on yeah. Ellis, it's the only indigenous uh, owned, operated 
um, restaurant in Winnipeg. It's on Ellis Avenue. Uh, have their powwow tacos, have their house salad, have literally their, uh, I think, Saskatoon berries. Like they have, it's fantastic. I cannot say enough about it. If you don't go there, I would be deeply I'm disappointed. Go there right now. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and there you have it. Our question to mayoral candidate, Rana Bakari. Welcome back to Hewitt Home. It is the Fringe, and I have Alana here. And Alana, of course, you have a plague at the Fringe, Monster Makers. Mm -hmm. And there's a big connection between movies and monsters. Yes. It's going to be the Canadian premiere of Monster Makers, a musical by Stephen Dolgonoff, and it looks at three different eras of classic monster movies. So we're looking at the 1920s, where Bram Stoker's estate is suing the production of Nosferatu for copyright infringement. And then we jump to 1933 in Hollywood, California, where makeup artist Jack Pierce is designing the look for Frankenstein for Universal Studios. And uh, he's, he's working on his vision, contrary to the director's, so there's a little bit of tension there. And then we jump to the 1970s, where we're looking at Hammer Horror Pictures and the monster movie spin-offs that Peter Cushing starred in, and filming a Frankenstein and a Dracula sequ uh, sequel simultaneously just before the studio is going under. Okay, so as all Fringe plays, there's a hell of a lot going on. That's all I can say. But no company better than the North Kildonan community players. And this is one of those secret gems, an iconic group, right? Yes, I've actually been with the company. My first audition with them was in 2000. So I'm a lifer. <laughs> But it's, it's a great extended family, like you know you've got your genetic family but then you've got the family that chooses you. And I've met so many of my dearest, dearest friends that are closer than my blood relatives because of the amount of time we spend working on these projects trying to make people laugh and smile and yeah, singing show tunes and being silly and finding the fun. Oh my goodness, and you know what, I have to give a shout out to Lori and Pam, uh, Lori Fisher who always comes up with these incredible ideas and I heard that he is also in the play yes, as well as being the producer. Yes, and co-director. So oh. he's, he's a busy, busy person. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. For you though, what is it going to be like, Lana, to step on that stage with an audience back at the Fringe? Um, it's, it's going to be spectacular. We were actually trying to do this show two years ago before the shutdown. We've been um, brainstorming this project since 2016, so we are just so excited and having the opportunity to do the Canadian premiere. We've been communicating with the playwright out of New York who is just over the moon. Uh, Stephen Dolgonoff is following everything, liking and, and sharing our stuff online, which is amazing. Um, and he's now seen the, uh, the seating capacity and the venue through our photos, and he says it's the biggest house that this show has ever played to. So it's, it's a huge honor and responsibility, and we're looking forward to bringing it to Winnipeg. And there is such a strong theater community here, Alana, and I know it's like old hat to talk about what we've been through for the last couple of years. And as people, you know, coming back to the theater, what are some of the things that you've noticed? Just maybe it's different, maybe it's a growing more of a love for theater. Well, I mean, a lot of folks, myself included, have been missing theater for so long that we're just excited to be able to to play and, like I said earlier, to find the fun. Um, I'm, I'm over the moon. I know that Fringe is going to look different. Like, even hand-billing is different now because people are tentative to take something from a stranger. But, I mean, we're doing everything that we can. We're testing before every performance to protect each other. 
Um, and like we wore masks all through our rehearsal process because we want to make sure that we're healthy and we can take care of each other so that we can give the audience a safe and memorable experience while still laughing and finding the fun among the, um, you know, the, the stresses that we're having on everyday life. Like life is hard, but if we can make you laugh and make your day a little bit better, that's all we, we can ask for. That's the thing that makes me the happiest and keeps bringing me back to theater. So well put, and I know that every performer here at the Fringe is thinking about that too. Once again, where is the venue? And as monster makers, if you <laughs> like horror films and monsters, this is the one to see. Mm -hmm. This is completely family friendly, um, and we are at the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre. We're on the main stage, so venue one, and our first show will be tomorrow, being Thursday the 14th at 11 a.m. Okay. And I believe it'll be air-conditioned, folks. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, wheelchair-accessible, air-conditioned, because we're going to need it. <laughs> okay, monsters, look out. Thank you so much, Alana, Thank and you. all the great success for The Fringe. Thank you so much, Tracy. <laughs> We want to give a big thank you to all of our special guests on today's show. And don't forget, folks, it is The Fringe. It continues on for two weeks. Go to the website, winnipegfringe.com, for all of the information. For Hugh at Home, I'm Tracy Koga. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on Hugh at Home. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.